and welcome to Baguette Baguette. I'm TK, Terry Kaufman, an American living in France for the last 22 years. And I'm Marie-Aude Mériguet, born in Paris, and well, I've been living here my whole life. We wanted to make a podcast about everything we love about France. French food, French music, French culture, you name it. Enjoy the episode! Bonjour and welcome to Baguette Baguette. My name is TK Terry Kaufman and I'm very happy to be here with Mériode. Salut Mériode. Bonjour Thierry. Hi everyone. Listen, part of visiting a new country is the sights, the smells and of course the food. In the case of today's episode about French cheese, it's all of that. So how can something that smells basically like an old sock actually taste so good? Spoiler alert, we don't really know, but it can and it does. So today we're going to explore the wonderful different cheeses of France. Yes, Cherry. And before we go on with this, uh, I'd like to specify a few facts just to let everyone know how big cheese is in France. I mean, I guess that everybody's guessing that when we say France, we think cheese most of the time. And there is a reason for this. Um, there are actually be big in France, cheese. People do eat cheese, I would say, pretty much all the time. And the figures speak for themselves. For example, it has been measured that French people consume one pound of cheese per person per week. It is 47% of French people that eat cheese on a daily basis. And I'm pretty much, I guess, let me think, yeah, I'm part of this 47%. Um, France is the third biggest producer of cheese in the world. Um, and I guess uh, the first biggest consumer. So it is really something here. There might be 200, maybe 400 um Opinions differ, but between 200 and 400 types of cheese in France. Uh, just to come back to these numbers, and it's true that this is not just like cheese on a cheeseburger when we're talking about eating cheese on a daily basis. It's like the idea that when you when you have lunch or you have dinner here, you you do have like entrée plat fromage dessert. So you're having like a little salad as an entree. You're having the main meal, I would say. Then you have like a, you know a, a bit of cheese where you have three or four different types of cheese. Uh, and then probably a dessert at the end. So, th And that's kind of like a traditional meal. Not traditional in the sense that we do this one time a week, but like kind of we can do this every day. Yeah, it is true. And uh, I, would, I would add that it's like um, when you look at the basic usual things that people have in their fridge, they will have butter, milk, and cheese most of the time. Yeah, here in probably, France. Not just one, I would say at least uh, three different, and typically about two <laughs> yeah. or three different kinds. I, yeah. At least that's what I have in my fridge right now. I have at least three to four different kinds of cheese in my fridge. <laughs> <laughs> so the question is what we normally ask is why is this so successful? And I think we already kind of answered it, which is just the, the sheer variety and 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 kind of the, the culture that goes with it. The fact that you go somewhere new, you find some new cheese uh, and, and, and the fact that when it's local like that, it's really fun. I think like the cheese that I eat, so I'll talk about that later, but in Conte, the cheese I eat, I think it, the milk literally does like one kilometer from like the cow to my plate. You know, the cheese, it just, it's just super local. And that's a really cool, you know, that I'm eating something that's so local. Um, yes. And there are so many of them that uh, you would need a whole lifetime to taste only a part of them, of them all. Uh, for example, I'm 38 years old and I'm still yet to discover French cheese because there are so many and I'm still discovering some. It's really nice, actually. 
to have this possibility ahead of us. <laughs> yeah, it's true. When you go to somebody's house, you're invited for dinner and you and you see the cheese platter and you're like, oh, what's that? And you're like, oh, it's something new. Okay, cool. You definitely <laughs> are going to taste that that little cheese there. All right. So maybe we could talk a little, a little bit about some of the most well-known uh, cheeses. So first, we'll start with the hard cheeses. Uh, my personal favorite is called Comté. It's in the region where I'm located, in the Franche-Comté. Uh, you have also a Cantal um, in a Beaufort. I spent a little holiday in the Beaufort uh, over the summer. It was fantastic. And the cheese is excellent. Also, sometimes a tome as well. Yeah, and uh, I do like the creamy, dripping ones, such as Brie, uh, Camembert, the drippiest, the better, the stinkiest, the better. Actually, you must know about Camembert. Strangely, yeah, strangely and, enough. And Brie, uh, Vache and also another one that I like very much, which is the Saint Marcelin, which is very easy to like because the taste is softer. Yes. And uh, well, you talked about drippy. That's a great word to describe <laughs> cheese. Uh, and then we also have, of course, stinky. And you have uh, probably the most famous is called the Maroilla, which is uh, from the north of France. And man, this thing, it's like you just don't dare put it in your fridge because it's just going to totally bomb your whole fridge and everything is going to smell eggs. So what we used to do is we used to just put it outside on the on the windowsill. <laughs> we lived in an apartment. We would just put the cheese outside. <laughs> just like, you stay out there. Uh, the Munster is pretty pretty stinky too. Uh, sometimes, like you said, the Camembert will, will get pretty ripe. Uh, and Epoisse as well is, uh, wow, that's uh, that'll kind of clean your nose out. Yeah, I go in with the blue ones, the cheeses that have something blue in them, like Roquefort, Bleu d'Auvergne, blue cheese, and blue objects. Yeah. And what's kind of funny about these is that me personally, if you're going to have blue cheese, go with the Roquefort. I don't know if anybody, if you agree with that, but it's always like the Roquefort is the one that's like, wow, that's the signature one. (laughs) And it's pretty strong too. It's definitely the strongest, I would say. But in general, if I'm going to have a blue, I'm going to go with the Roquefort. Yeah, it's the most famous one for sure. Now, all of those cheeses that we just talked about are all cheeses from cow's milk. And of course, there's goat cheeses, but gosh, there's so many that it's kind of hard to it's hard to describe. So you have, I would say, kind of younger goat cheeses that are not at all strong and until they get very old and very hard. And uh, then so basically, there's just a, a whole nother um, discovery to do with goat cheese and very, very good as well. Yeah, but just so you know, most of the time here in France, the cheese you're going to eat is going to come from the cow. There are uh, more numerous than the goat cheese. Now, I think what would be kind of funny is also to talk about the different meals that we have because mm-hmm. sometimes you're invited somewhere or you go to a restaurant and it's like, what are we going to eat? Well, we're just going to eat cheese and that's it. Like, what's on the menu? Cheese is on the menu. <laughs> <laughs> yes, about the meals, the cheese meals that we can have, you have, for example, the raclette, the raclette, which is the name of the actual cheese we use for this meal. And it's a very common and famous one that people like expect winter to come so that they can eat raclette here in France. Um, And you melt the cheese and you have it with potatoes and ham, saucisson, meat, and all kinds of stuff, even vegetables if you like. And it's, it's kind of funny because, well, most everything that we're going to name right now is basically going to come with potatoes and meat. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but the raclette, actually, you have to buy this kind of contraption and it's pretty big. And it's kind of like, I don't know how to explain it, but you have like a little teeny pan that you put your little slice of cheese in and then it heats up. So everybody has their individual pan and you stick it underneath kind of like a heater thing. And then everybody, then you take it out and you and you put it on your plate. You actually eat kind of slow because you only do like one, you know, if you respect the, you know, the code, you're only <laughs> supposed to do like one little pan of, of cheese individually, but it's kind of like an event in itself. Yeah, it's also kind of the very nice go-to meal uh, when you have people over during the winter here. Definitely. And definitely to be avoided in summer. Yeah, because, you know, it's like difficult to digest. (laughs) Totally. 
I'm going to go with a local cheese for me. It's called the Mondor. And it's interesting because it's only produced in, in a certain time of the year. You can only buy it, I think, from like September to April or something like that. Um, and so it's kind of interesting that it's kind of in a, you know, during the colder months. Uh, and it's a kind of a softer cheese, I would say. It doesn't it doesn't have a too much of a strong taste. But it's kind of interesting because it's it's made in like a little box that's um, made out of pine, uh, pine sapling, I think it's called. And so it's quite interesting. You just throw that in the oven. You add a little bit of white wine to it uh, to mix it up. And same thing. It's uh, with cheese and uh, charcuterie. Oh, that's so good. Um, there's another one which is uh, close to this one is the fondue. Um, it's um, you. How can I put it? You melt cheese with white wine. Sometimes you add garlic. Uh, you will heat it up and uh, put the, the the pan in the middle of the table, and people will dip. Um, small pieces of bread in it and there you have your meal which is also a very congenial meal you want to have with people uh, when you have people over for example yeah and it's pretty amazing because when you think about it it's just cheese and bread and that's all you're eating but it's yeah. so good you know because you have this big stringy cheese and it's fantastic uh, we, here we eat some with uh, Conte but I live next to Switzerland so you have the Swiss version as well mm. my cousin makes an excellent one an excellent fondue but man, you need to go hungry. <laughs> <laughs> you need to go hungry. This is, again, a winter kind of meal. Uh, and it's, it's like very simple and hence it's very famous because it's easy to uh, to do it and to have it. And it's, it's kind of traditional as well when you go here in France in the mountains or even in Switzerland. It's like the go-to meal, you know, yeah. in restaurants as well as, as at home. And I don't know if you if you do the same thing, but we have a thing here where if you if you lose your little piece of bread in the fondue, you have to do what's called a gage, which is I don't know, kind of like a a, a dare or some sort. You have to you have yeah. to do something, you know, because you lost your little piece of bread in the fondue, and that's a that's a faux pas. So it's kind of a cute little way to keep you on your toes in the evening. Yeah, yeah, and there is like as you said, it's a kind of playful meal as well, right? Totally. <laughs> because everybody, I mean, I got a I got a big beard, so I'm finishing you know the evening with like a lot of cheese in my beard as well for the next day. <laughs> Oh, be careful, though, because when you prepare those kinds of meals, your house is going to smell for like two days. So you might want to bring some fresh air in, opening the windows for a while, you know? <laughs> close close all the doors to the bedrooms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I know, I think you talked about tartiflette recently. Yeah, I recently ate tartiflette, actually. It's a meal that's made with reblochon, uh, a cheese from the mountains, the Alps here in France, and uh, you melt it on top of potatoes and uh, uh, roasted pork, uh, garlic again, maybe uh, onions. You put it all in the oven and then you eat it and it's like delicious of course it's an amazing thing. <laughs> normally if you go to like uh like i would say christmas um like outdoor market i guess we would call it like that that they have here like in strasbourg and all this kind of stuff and and there's always a huge tartiflette when i say huge there's a guy with a humongous like ore that he's kind of stirring this vat of tartiflette and it's just a just a humongous amount of cheese uh that's gone into this thing and it is just incredibly delicious it's incredibly creamy and you have the like the 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 bacon bit it's in there and too oh my gosh it's so good yeah it is i wanted to add a last one which would be aligout uh, if i pronounce <laughs> that correctly i'm not sure aligout 
Arigo. Okay. And this is something like basically it's mashed potatoes with mixed with fondue, basically. It's if you could imagine that. So it's like it's like a it's incredible. And um I discovered this. I used to play like kind of rugby for fun with a bunch of friends and afterwards. And afterwards we would go out to a bar to have a little drink. And of course, well, you're kind of a little bit hungry after doing the sport, and they would they somebody ordered this thing. And I was like, what is this? It's just it's pure heaven, basically, mashed potatoes with cheese already kind of melted in. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. And it is from another place, not in the same mountains as the other meals before. It's from a place called Aveyron, uh, more than the southwest regions of France. And it is like, yeah, it's perfect. And I want to add a last one, which I've been very much into this past few years. It's roasted camembert. It's very simple. You buy a camembert the cheese and you put it in the oven for like maybe 10 minutes and then you eat it like you dip bread sticks in it or pieces of bread of or roasted potatoes and that is it you have your meal maybe you add a salad on the side and that's it you're done and it's so delicious I think we've named enough to have like a, a, a cheese meal every day of the week so far so we're <laughs> yeah. doing pretty good <laughs> so what makes this thing so French Um, well, it is so French because it is protected to be and to remain so French. Actually, um, uh, cheese here is made from a very old, uh, I'm talking hundreds, if not more, uh, years of know-how. And it's still pretty much made the same way as it was 700 years ago, for example. You know, uh, It's also protected by the AOC, which is uh, a, a something... Um, like a stamp we put on um, traditional products here. We also have something similar for wine, for example, so that we can ensure uh, the specifications of fabrication are respected, uh, the, the origins of the milk, for example, the way it is made, and so on and so on, which ensures um, that it is French cheese made the way it should be done. So that's yeah. it. But I would also add that there is something, as we might have noticed right now, that it is something that's very congenial, very uh, nice to share. There is an, an essence of sharing something with people that is very, uh, that makes it very popular, I guess. Yeah. You know, actually, you, you just make it reminding me of something like, you all, you know, if you're going out for drinks or something, you might just buy, get like a cheese platter uh, mm -hmm. as well, uh, un planche or something like that, planche de, de charcuterie or planche de, de fromage. And it's true, yeah, the, this kind of social aspect. It, yeah. It's funny because when you buy cheese in France, it's true that you have like, okay, they have industrial cheese. Right, yeah. fine. That's what, whatever you get at the supermarket. Um, that's always going to be the same, right? Like the mm. McDonald's of cheese, if you will. <laughs> you have, I would say, like artisanal, um, and then you have really like fermier, like from the farm. So it's kind of hard to differentiate for me the difference between artisanal and, and fermier. But fermier is like really you go to the farm, and I, I, I live like two kilometers from from Switzerland, and there's like a um, a place where I, I you can walk up and you can spend the morning with this guy, and he'll show you how he's actually making the cheese. You know, and you know that all of these cows are just basically you know here in the Jura mountains and they're just kind of you know eating their their grass there and they stay there there's like no pollution up there yeah you know and, and you see this guy just making the cheese and it's just amazing and he's like I got a little calf you know and when you Uh, when you when you buy the cheese and you eat it, it's just um, it's a completely different experience as well because it's not the same as you know buying it in the store or even buying it in fromagerie. But when you actually go to the farm mm. and see the guy do it and you buy it, it's uh, I don't know it adds a little something to it. Yeah, it's like the ultimate. French cheese experience, just like when you go taste wines in, on yeah. uh, at the vineyard. 
you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny, we, we go back to this idea of variety. I'm, I'm in what's called the Doux in the Franche-Comté. That's the name of the, the region. And here we have like, I don't know, four or five like really well-known cheeses. So, so just very quickly, uh, four that you must know from the Doux would be Concoyette, which is like kind of a semi-liquid cheese that you would kind of heat up in the microwave and pour on uh, potatoes. The Mont d'Or, which we already talked about, um, the, which is a meal in itself. Uh, the Comté, and the Comté is interesting as well because you can have kind of young Comté, which is like six months. You have Fruité, which is like 12 months and then you have Vieux which is like two years old you know and this Conte is, is absolutely fantastic you have Morbier which is a more creamy cheese and this is just within like a couple hundred you know kilometers you know and this is just in just in this little teeny area we have already all of these different types of cheeses not including you know Switzerland is not far away you know so there's a bunch of whole different cheeses over there too what about you in your region what do you have well here uh, well I'm from several regions of France you must know but Talking just about the one I live in, which is Brittany, um, it's funny because before I used to think that there was no cheese in Brittany from Brittany, even though we the soil here is so good that even the Chinese buy earth here to have cows here to take the milk from here because the soil is so good that the milk is going to be so good and then they import this in China. So I figured that maybe there was some Britain cheese and there is, but I would say the cheese here from here is um, part of the less famous in France, but we have some very good things uh, from goat cheese. Uh, we have the, um, uh, a cheese that's named Timanois, which is a cheese made with uh, um, hazel liquor, uh, which is weird yet very interesting. Uh, we have some tom. Also, kinds of tom from here in Brittany, and that's it. But that's not the most famous that we have in France. I'm also from, you know, uh, the southwest regions of France where you have uh, a very good cheese, which is the Cantal. For example, it's one of my all-time favorites. Um, uh, many kinds of tomes, which is a, a, the tome here is a kind of... Um, hard uh, cheese that we have and we have several of them and in the southwest we have some uh kinds of those which are very good as well and the aligo uh that meal that you talked about earlier which is mm. don't get me started on that again yeah <laughs> So I guess one thing we could ask is, is there an equivalent in the U.S.? Uh, or would this work outside of France? And I would say, uh, yes, it does work outside of France. I remember there was a fondue restaurant uh, in the town I lived in. Um, but, the, you know, it's been a long time since I've been back, actually. So uh, I don't remember ever seeing a raclette or a tartiflette restaurant. Um, but I imagine if you open that up in like some place that's kind of cold, like Chicago or, or in Canada or something like that, that would probably work really well if you can import the cheese or you have a cheese that's similar. But in fact, the reason why it might not is because um, Roblochon, which is the cheese for Tartiflette, is actually on the list of uh, cheeses which are banned in the U.S. So you have the Brie de Meaux, which is a very nice Brie, the Roblochon, uh, you have some of the goat cheeses, the Epoisse, the really stinky one, the Camembert, the Normandie. That's a, you're missing out. If you're, if, honestly, if you're missing out on Roblochon and Camembert, uh, that's a bit of a shame. Yeah, it is. What about you? What is your favorite part about this thing? What's your favorite part about cheese? Well, my favorite part about cheese is, I would say first, that this is something that uh, 
it is very romantic what I'm about to say. It is something, even though it's stinky, <laughs> that links people together. Like um, we can teach people when you buy a new cheese and you have people over and uh, a cheese, let's say that they don't know, and you can teach them, yeah, this is this kind of cheese. It comes from there in France and it's good. Just taste it with uh, some bread and some wine and you'll see it's very good. So you can always learn and teach and transmit something. So it's a link between people. Cheese, this is something, that of course you can eat cheese alone it's okay it's not frowned upon in france <laughs> it's very french though so it's okay uh, yet this is also something that here in france we very much like to share with people um and I like this. I also like that cheese is something that is linked to self-knowledge. Let me explain. Um, it gets you to wonder what type of person you are. Am I a type of person that can endure very stinky, drippy cheese, for example? Or is it awful to me? Uh, so I will go to something softer and there will always be a type of cheese that suits you the type of person that you are and you get to know yourself better through cheese, you know? <laughs> that's really, that's so funny. You know, it's funny. I don't know how we got like so far into this episode without ever talking about wine because obviously yeah. you have the, the Holy Trinity, which is the baguette, uh, the cheese and the wine. And it's true what you said about sharing. And, and when you have somebody over, you always want to have a nice bottle of wine of, of a place that you've been that you know, and you, you know, that's always kind of a, a part of the thing. And you share this with, with the person and always having a good caviste, I think maybe we should do an episode on, on having a caviste, you know, like a, where a place where you go buy wine and um, where you can be very, very, you know, very well uh, guided uh, in your purchases. Um, I think that, so I think you're, you're totally hitting on it. Like sharing with the, the wine with the cheese is, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a great point. Um, for me, there's something about this kind of etiquette when you eat cheese. And you said like eating cheese yourself, it kind of threw me for a loop there because I was like, yeah, do I ever eat cheese by myself? Probably not, actually. <laughs> um, what's interesting about cheese, what you should know, is that when the platter shows up, right? Normally you should try something because they your guests have probably spent 40 to 50 bucks on making a nice platter of cheese if you got three or four different kinds on there. Um, and you, you know what you need to do is you you can you can serve yourself all of the different kinds if you want, but you can't really reserve yourself if that makes any sense. I don't know if you agree with me. I didn't even know about that rule. I mean, I come from families, I guess, where we don't care about the etiquette. We just eat the <laughs> okay. cheese and drink the wine, you know? <laughs> well, the good thing about the, the is that you can always reserve yourself in wine. That's what you always need to, oh, oh I have just a little bit left of cheese left. Oh, I'm going to have another glass of wine. That's a really thing. <laughs> but the, well, so it's kind of interesting because there's this also this etiquette as an American coming over. It's like, how do I cut this thing, right? Because all these cheese, they come in these different shapes and sizes. And there's a, a general rule of thumb is like, well, just let other people do it and then copy what they do <laughs> because, <laughs> because it's kind of hard, you know, like don't, you know, I, I can't even, you know, without pictures and like, you know, a very long explanation, I can't describe like how you should cut, uh, you know, the, 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 the camembert versus how you should cut a, a roquefort versus how you should cut a comté, but you should cut them each in a different way. <laughs> yeah, you do. And I'm not, I'm still yet to learn more about that part, you know. I'm just focusing on eating the cheese when I, whenever I cut it, so I'm not sure I'm good at cutting it the right way, you know. <laughs> Doesn't matter as long as it ends up in your mouth. And I think that's what's kind of funny is that you you the cheese is there's just just a surprise, like you don't really know what you're going to get. Like your nose and your and your taste buds are not really, you know, connected in this sense because you smell something you're like, "Oh my god, that smells awful." And then you eat it and you're like, "Oh my god, that tastes so good." <laughs> and it's just it, it's just really funny, but you, I mean, yes, you can have a bad experience, but seriously, like 90% of all the cheeses that you you eat, you're you're going to enjoy. At least I do. And yes, Thierry, which also leads me to the next question. Is it possible not to like cheese? 
Sure. I mean, people could be lactose intolerant and all that, but, you know, quel dommage. It's a shame. <laughs> you know, uh, you, 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 when you come here, if you ever come to France and you're, you have to get a from like a cheese platter at least once, I think that's a good yeah, rule of thumb. If you're not invited to somebody's house or something like that, go to a good restaurant and at least get the cheese platter at least once to just discover some of these different cheeses. So, yeah, of course, we, we could not like them, but uh, that would be a, it would be a shame not to try. Yeah, I totally agree with what you just said. It's like, I would say, a risk-taking experience, cheese, uh, for everyone, even for me. I've been here my whole life. Um, it's an adventure in itself. You need to taste it. Uh, sometimes the smell doesn't quite match the taste it's going to have. So you, And sometimes it doesn't smell that strong, but the taste is going to be very strong. So you need to taste it and to be open to discovering that this is a new one that you really don't like because the taste is awful to you. Uh, I experience it several times a year because I taste new cheeses and, and it's okay. And you always get to go back to the ones that you like the most, you know? Sure. And maybe that's another thing in the etiquette is that you should always kind of start with the cheese that's probably the less strong first, like in wine as well. Mm. As with wine, you normally start with the, the lighter wine. You start with a lighter cheese. Yes, you, you finish do. With, you finish with a roquefort. Yeah, Exactly. Well, listen, I think we're going to wrap up there. I think, um, you know, there's other countries have lots of different cheeses, like Italy has some great ones, for example. Mm. But I just, just by the simple variety and the extreme high level of quality of the French cheeses, I think, you know, we can kind of say, well, they, they, they get the crown as king of cheese, as king of stinky cheese, that's for sure. Yeah, it is. And the stinkier, the better, if you ask me. I think that's just a good way to end the episode. <laughs> Thank you so much. I think I'm going to go buy some cheese. Yeah, me too. Uh, eat some and taste some. This is my advice for to wrap this up. Okay, well, that's a wrap for this episode, but also that's a wrap for this season. Yes, it's been a whole season already. And thank you very much to you for sharing the fun with me. Yeah, and well, I've had a good for, time. Yeah, thanks. And for you all here that listen to us for the whole season, thank you for being there. Yeah, so we're going to take some time off. We're going to be creating our next episodes. So if you have any ideas of topics that are about friends and that you'd like for us to talk about, Feel free to share on our Instagram account, for example. And see you next season. Exactly. Merci beaucoup. À bientôt. Merci. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please follow us on Instagram and let us know what you love about France. Maybe it'll be our next episode. Allez, until next time. À bientôt. À la prochaine.